0: Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by It's Untamed Beauty. What is It's Untamed Beauty? It is a lifestyle. It is about sexuality, self-love, self-care, good vibes, energy cleansing. That is everything in one place. You got waist beads, crystals, sage, everything that just make positive stuff happen. So go to com. use COCO10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. And I love my waist beads. I love being able to live in a positive space because I use my sage and crystals to, you know, manifest the things I want in my life. So Go ahead, Coco 10, it's untamedbeauty.com. What's up guys, this is your girl Coco and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and Coco. Um, If you are new to the show, thank you guys for tuning in and just give you a little information about what this show is about. I have my friends come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic of the episode is and, you know, just talk about life in general with an emphasis on relationships, So today I have with me, you know, Lala, that's one of my best friends. She's been on a few episodes or whatever, so she is back. Lala, you want to go ahead and say what's up? Hey guys! (laughs) So, um, today we're going to go ahead and kick off the episode with the Drink with Coco. And if you all haven't noticed, my favorite drink is... Hennessy or my drink of choice is Hennessy so today we doing Hennessy Sangria the ingredients for it is of course Hennessy so for this one I made like a picture but these ingredients don't make that much it make maybe about four drinks so as always you know my drinks are meant for a kiki session with your friends whether you guy or girl hanging out with your people you can have a drink. So. I mix 12 and a half ounces of Hennessy, 9 ounces of a dark red wine, or preferably a Cabernet Sauvignon, 4 ounces of mango juice, 4 ounces of cranberry juice, and honestly, I would probably make that um, 8 ounces or a cup. So a cup of mango juice and a cup of cranberry juice, because if you don't do it that way, it's going to be so strong. And then four ounces of peach schnapps. And then, of course, for garnishment, I put in some blackberries, some raspberries, and then a, a orange slice. And then, of course, an orange slice on the glass to actually give it a garnish. But and ice, you know, you want your drink to be cold. But uh, so we sitting here drinking it right now. So, Lala, what you think about it?
1: This drink is nothing to play with. It's pretty strong.
0: So, um, I would definitely
1: say juice it down because um, if you got something else to do during the day, this is not a drink that you want to drink um, during brunch.
0: Well, there you have it. But, like I said, it will – It I think it tastes good. I like it. So, you know, y'all try it out. Let me know what y'all think. You know, tag me if you make it. You know, take a picture of it and tag me in it. And we're going to move on into the word on the street. So, for the word on the street this week. Um, so, a few months back, or maybe I think in episode one, Lala and I talked about Javante Davis and how he kind of like yoked his baby mama up at the NBA All-Star Game. And, you know, it was definitely a crazy situation you know all these people around and you beating on your baby mama in front of all these people and so domestic violence is definitely not what's up but recently he did an interview and he said he talked to someone about the incident and maybe some anger management but in the same in the same breath was basically saying, like, you know, I wasn't trying to hit her. It was it was just, you know, I just grabbed her by her shirt, and I'm a professional boxer, so, of course, if I put my hands on anybody, it's, they going to be hurt. And to me, I feel like maybe his conversation with whoever he talked to didn't really resonate with him because I feel like those statements don't necessarily take responsibility for his actions. So... I don't know. Javante irks my nerves. Like, first
1: of all, nobody under five foot five is gonna come for me in that manner. Um, and he just he never said he was sorry. And it's like, I feel like if you did that to her in public, ain't no telling what she got behind closed doors because like in that moment he went red, he saw rage. It was families, it was children. And you literally lost your cool and even your bodyguards couldn't get you to stop. So I don't know who he talked to. I don't know what therapist that he's just paying underneath the table to get those community (laughs) service hours. But I don't think that they're really addressing the issue that regardless if you beat her up or not, if you literally punched or you smacked her, nobody deserves to have their hands put on them. and then I'm like, where's your publicist? Like your publicist really said, go live on Instagram and not take accountability and just make it seem like if I beat her, y'all would see it because I'm a boxer. You know how many women get beat up and they don't have bruises on their face. They can get hit to where it's hidden and they can cover it up. So regardless of, we know you're a boxer. We know your hands are deadly and lethal. That's why I would expect you to be even more cautious when you are
0: handling her. But, I mean, I guess it's just little man syndrome. Girl, it got to be. Because I think when when he actually got her out the gym and they went in the locker room or maybe in the lobby or whatever, it was said that he actually hit her in the arm or something like that. And it's just inappropriate. I think that a publicist, I definitely don't think he have a publicist because if he did, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, the publicist would not the publicist would have told him, you know, this is what you say. Apologize for your actions. You saying that you speaking to somebody about your angerment and anger management issues is just not enough. And then when I guess the interviewer asked um asked him, you know, do you think you have an anger management problem? And he said, "Nah, it was a little bit of anger, but you know, I don't got an anger management problem. I was just trying to get her up out of place she ain't had no business being. Why why she had no play no business being at the NBA uh All-Star game like don't people go there for entertainment? Ain't this something they do every year that people go to, whether you rich, famous or not? Like you go if you can afford. I can see if she was in like a whorehouse or <laughs> the strip club, maybe. But like she
1: was at a game, watching people play in public. Like she needs permission to go. It just really just goes to show um his level of maturity and how he just still. He doesn't get it um he missed the mark but unfortunately in this day and age um if you're a celebrity the shit you pull gets overlooked so you can literally beat your baby mama and people are still gonna go pay you know he boxes and they're gonna pay money and he's gonna make money so until he starts losing money for his actions it's gonna continue but now I see why um him and Ari broke up because she from Chicago and she was really with the shit. She probably was whooping that ass back. And he couldn't deal he couldn't deal with a weak woman. And I mean, I just feel so bad for Drita because like she has a kid by him. So unfortunately you have to deal with this person for a long time. And I mean, he's the breadwinner. So even if she didn't want to accept his apology, I feel like, you know, I'm gonna buy you a car, I'ma buy you a house, I'ma do something. So you know, he's all, she didn't testify against me. Well, duh, you're giving her thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, if you come from nothing, that's a come up. No, she ain't going to tell on you because she needs your money to She ain't to trying survive.
0: to fuck up how she eat now. <laughs> that would just be, it's unfortunate that, you know, you do have to, or her in this instant has to deal with him in uh, respect to taking care of their kid. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like regardless if she testified or not, if you go to court, you still gonna get probably the same amount of money you've been getting. So, I would, I would honestly say, Drita, go ahead, file him charges, take his ass to court for a court mandated child support, and get your she, coin. She not. She didn't do it like
1: he. They was back co parenting at her daughter's birthday party. She just. I mean, unfortunately. He well, was the just reports
0: get it. did say his ex girlfriend. So. Maybe they're not together. They're but, not hey.
1: together, but at the end of the day, like, that's her baby daddy. And no matter who he got with, she always beef with him. So, you know, I don't think she just wants to lose, you know, the celebrity, the spotlight of being with. I mean, it's profitable to be
0: Javante Davis' baby mama. This is true. Um, And I I definitely think celebrities now need to take into account Like everything you do is caught on camera Everybody got a phone everywhere you go So if they see you cutting up They gonna record you This ain't the Mike Tyson era Where Mike Tyson was beating on Robin Gibbons Or he pushed Naomi Campbell out a moving vehicle Like this ain't them days Where you can do shit and not get caught Like you will get caught (laughs) Girl (laughs) i can't shit even even the karen's is getting caught on camera so you celebrities is not exempt either way javante davis take responsibility for your actions what you said was not good enough okay yeah you went to talk to somebody but i don't think it resonated what you did like you need to be more remorseful And make a public apology to your baby mama and Drita and to the public because you got people that want to support you. You know what I'm saying? Mike Vick went to prison for fighting dogs. (laughs) Like, come on. And that's another thing. Like, if he can go to jail for fighting dogs, like, you should go to jail for putting your hands on her. But that's neither here nor there. I am not the justice system. I am not the one that's going to be punishing you for your actions. But you the one that got to live with it. So... Do better, period. Um, so you know, off of say Davis and his antics, everybody Kim Kardashian, the Kardashian clan, you know, they they wealthy, they have Kim's little Ray J sex tape put them on the map. You got Kris Jenner on the beat, you know, getting them coins, making deals. She basically turned that into, you know, generational wealth. Everybody can't do that. So, um, if you guys haven't heard, the Kardashians are canceling their show on E! Keeping Up With The Kardashian after 13 years. And I honestly feel like it's been longer than 13 years. But that's just how much that family is in the limelight that you think it was longer. So in 2017, they signed a deal with E for $150 million. And now, with them canceling the contract with um, E, they are going to end the show. But that's not it for them. I think they are actually going to take their show to a streaming service like Netflix or something like that. And have the possibility of making $300 million, which is double what the last contract they signed with E. And that ain't nothing but a testament to Kris Jenner and her management skills. So, um, I may not be a fan of the Kardashians, but you can't do nothing but appreciate the hustle. Like, Kris Jenner did that.
1: Oh, no. I'm just not a... I'm not a fan of the Kardashians, but when it comes to making money, I mean, you gotta admit, like, they they use their platform, like, they gonna secure a bag, Chris gonna make sure all of them secure a bag, and I mean, business-wise, it makes sense, I mean, streaming services, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix are taking over, and I feel like you get a little bit more flexibility when you're releasing directly to these platforms, and, of course, they'll get creative control, I mean, there's no secret, their ratings have dropped, um a lot but i feel like by adding their seasons to netflix is like that's just
0: residual income Mm -hmm. royalties
1: yeah so it's like you really don't need e anymore because how often like you can't go back and see season one or season two you know you kind of just you know people rely on like netflix and hulu but um yeah i mean i'm kind of happy i feel like the last three or four years their ratings have dropped a lot of them don't want to appear on the show rob stop filming Courtney says she was done to focus on her kids. And, you know, I feel like it's a it's a bit much, you know. You're filming all the time, and then your real life is in the spotlight. And then social media is just like. And then when they're signing the e-contracts, it's so much that they're not allowed to do or they have to do so. I feel like as their kids get older, they kind of realize, like, hey, this is just not what I want for my family. And I can respect it, but... Um, I'm pretty sure Kanye's little meltdown these past few years has something to do with it, too. You know, he didn't want his children filming as much. Um, so,
0: yeah, I mean, I ain't, I ain't going to miss them. I'm not a fan of them. So, But like I said, we know they ain't going to leave the limelight, the spotlight for nobody. We still going to see a whole bunch of them. I mean, they have a platform, so they are definitely going to be relevant And whatever they do, it's it's also talks that they're going to start their own media company, which I think is a smart move on, you know, a smart move on them. Like, that's more money in your pocket. Like, you can venture out and bring on other entertainment, you know, other entertainment acts to bring in additional revenue. So... I mean, as much as we like to hate the Kardashians, we cannot knock they hustle. Let me tell you something. Kris can manage me any day, okay? Facts. Sis know how to profit. She know how to secure a bag for her family now. I
1: give her that. Exactly. Girl, they, manage me. They some culture vultures, but I mean, eat.
0: Ryan Seacrest E put them on and they ran with it. Huh? So, you know, everybody... Take a note out Kris Jenner book. You know, if you got you a business. I don't know if she ever put out some type of, you know, this is a how-to. But, you know, just take note. It's smart business. So, we are going to go ahead and take a little break. And when we come back, we are going to get into the hot cup of cocoa. And we are back with this week's hot cup of cocoa. So y'all know I am a TV head and when I find a show that I like, you know, I'm gonna watch it and I'm just ready to get into it. And if I love it, I don't mind coming and talking about it on the show. So this week, Lala put me on this show, but it was definitely real. It was getting a lot of coverage on social media and that's, um, the show is called P Valley, (laughs) P Valley. And I don't even know why I blanked just that quick, but P Valley. And P Valley is a show about a strip club in Chuckalisa, Mississippi. Hey. It is a fictional location, but it is set in the Delta of Mississippi. Um, and if you ever been in the deep south, you know how the Delta is and it's it's real rugged and rough out there. So, because um, waiting is hard for a pimp. Uh what's that TV show? I mean that movie with uh it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> I know you timed out, but I don't know the fucking I don't know why I can't think of what that movie is. They're gonna drag Tara, ass, but not Y'all going to hustle and hustle. flow. Hustle and is. flow. Hustle and flow was in Mississippi. And, you know, it just, this show, I think it humanizes strippers and the lifestyle that leads them into the, into the sex work. Sex, stripping is sex work. So, um, you know, I think it humanizes people and not necessarily, everybody in the strip club ain't fucking and sucking. So it's just like, you know, it just give you some background into the life of a stripper, but, On some real shit, like, the show, if y'all watch, um, shit, why am I drawing so many blanks today? Coach D from, um, Dancing Dolls, that's it, it's Dancing it. bring it, yeah, it used to come out Lifetime, the Dancing Dolls, but it give me Coach D vibes, and I say Coach D vibes because Coach D used to strip back in the day and she went to a hbcu and then she eventually opened a dance studio and so now i'm gonna introduce the main characters and why i say it give me coach d vibes but mercedes is the main character of the show and she is a stripper she is the premier dancer at the Pank, which is the name of the strip club and she teaches dance like um Dance battling, majorette type dance on the side. And the reason she is dancing at the Pink is so she can stack her money and get her own dance gym. And basically charge tuition for kids to come dance, battle other dance teams. And that's what Coach G do with the Dancing Dolls. And she's been able to branch out to, she started in Mississippi. And she got a dance studio in Atlanta, like, she has definitely branched out. Um, so if y'all ain't never seen Bring It, it come on, um, Lifetime. So check that out. That show is super good. She, Coach D, like, she may be. An older individual, maybe late 30s, early 40s, but she can still get it in. And so, Mercedes' character is just that, like, she is that bitch. What you think about Mercedes? I
1: don't know. I love Mercedes. Like, Mercedes, to me, is, I mean, she is the old head in the strip club. You know, she's the one telling the young girls, you know, stack your motherfucking paper Um, and she made it clear from day one like she had goals. So I feel like when people judge strippers, you know A lot of them ain't going in there like nobody want to strip for life. Yeah, so she was like, you know, I'm gonna go in there I made a name for myself. I set the goal And I mean her main thing is I'm stripping so I can get out and do what I really love. So, um, Mercedes is definitely the bottom bitch and Um, she is one of my favorites um, from the
0: whole season And then. So, the person, so Mercedes is the, what you call it, the down bitch? She the bottom bitch. The bottom bitch. And she is Uncle Clifford's bottom bitch. I'm sure y'all have seen the name hashtag on social media, Uncle Clifford. But Uncle Clifford, I don't even know how to describe him. I can. So, Uncle Clifford, right, <laughs> um,
1: think about, so if you watch True Blood, Lafayette, Ah. LaFayette <laughs> crawl so Uncle Clifford can run. Uncle X. Clifford is just um he's a man that's like secure in his beliefs, his sexuality. Um, the whole season he just serves fucking looks. Um, but I liked it because it showed a man, a black man that was gay. But he wasn't um, weak. He was strong. He was successful. He ran a business. It touched on him dating. Um, And he was vulnerable. But I liked it where so many movies and shows. Like the gay man is always weak. And he's, oh, he can't fight. He can't stand up for himself. And Uncle Clifford wasn't that. He was everything that, like when you go to Atlanta and you see gay men and they out there. Like he was, he was okay in his truth. Like. Him and Saucy Santana, like, they give me kind of, like, the same vibes. Like, I am who I am. I'm going to wear my beard. My face going to be beat. My nails going to be done. And I'm going to be that bitch. And I'm here. And I'm going to rock
0: these heels.
1: Whether you like it or not. But Uncle Clifford, oh, my God. Like, he just, he gave me my entire life this whole season because he was okay
0: with who he was. And he rode for his girls. Like... Just like just like he will ride for them, they rode for him and especially Mercedes. Um, their relationship is more of like a you know, a parent and a child relationship like Uncle Clifford looked out for her. Um, because her mother, we gonna go ahead and throw it out there, Patrice Woodbine. Patrice makes my skin itch. Crawl. Make my ass itch. <laughs> That's how bad Patrice Woodbine is. Like She is a Bible-toting, cussing, saint. We gonna say a ain't. Not a saint, a ain't. Patrice is one of those people who,
1: she she get on her pulpit and she got this high hat and she want to be seen. She reminds me of like these new evangelists that go out there and have 10 mega churches. And Patrice just want to be seen. Um, And I do like how they touched on, like, women in the church, you know, women in the church. Even though people come to see Patrice, she never, ever, ever could have a seat at the table because she was a woman. But people came to see Patrice, you know. She made a way for them to get all their money, but they never really... Gave her her props. Right. But on the other end, Patrice is a horrible mother, and she reminds me of Mother's Who use their children. Yes, she used Mercedes so bad. She dogged Mercedes out, but she never was afraid to come and take Mercedes money. So you can't be against stripping, but all the money you got and all the money that your church got came from the strip club that you talk so down on. And it just reminded me how people in the church
0: is. They, Mm -hmm. They use you to get what they want, some of them. Yeah. I mean, not we're we not speaking out on all church people that all church people act like that. But you got some corrupt people in the church yes. and this who, hypocrites. Sh- who are hypocrites. And this show, I feel like, really touched on that. And so when we talk about how Patrice was taking Mercedes' money, the, the thought process behind it was we need enough money in the bank and our building fund in order to get a loan from the bank. So the only person anybody in that church knew was mercedes bringing in that money so mercedes gave her mama 20 stacks to put in the bank and you know just so the church could show that they had the funds or the collateral to get a loan from the bank so once they got the loan from the bank patrice was supposed to give the money back to mercedes the day she was supposed to get her money back Patrice is so caught up in she want to be seen. she knows she's the person that's bringing the people to the church. So Patrice sings. so people come to the church to hear her sing. And most times if you go to church, the song is what ushers in. For some people the, the music is what ushers the spirit into some people. So she feels that, okay, I'm bringing these people in. I got a testimony. I want the church to hear my testimony. I want to preach. But the is like, you a woman. You not going to get on my pulpit regardless if I'm here or not. You not getting on this pulpit to do nothing but sing. Oh. So, when they got the money from the bank, when the loan got approved, Mercedes is calling her mama like, I need my money because she found the location for the gym. And the person is like, this is a hot spot. So, you need to jump on this. And I need the down payment, $20,000, tomorrow. Patrice hitting up her money. Her mama like, I need my money. Mama ain't responding. Guess what Patrice goes and do? Patrice takes that $20,000 and go to the same spot Mercedes was going to make into her gym and buy to, to make her own church. And when Mercedes found out, Mercedes whooped that ass (laughs) Oh Mercedes drug her And I don't even blame her like I don't know just
1: I don't like Patrice At all um I was Hoping that they left that bitch to ride In jail but whatever Um y'all gotta watch it y'all Will see
0: more but Patrice Just irks my soul like She's she's just horrible And honestly I tell I tell people all the time I Do not believe in domestic Violence but there are probably two instances where all that morality shit go out the window you you mess with my money and you mess with my health and in them two instances i feel like i have the right to whoop your ass and so i was okay with her beating her mama up don't play with
1: my money I don't give a fuck if it was five dollars or fifty dollars. (laughs) Like
0: now, I'm not that bad, but (laughs) twenty thousand dollars? It's (laughs) impossible. I'm pulling the fuck up, like especially when you think about how she get this money. You know what I'm saying? Like day, night in and night out, you got to dance, shake your ass, get naked, let men grope you, and you can tell Mercedes don't like it.
1: Like Mm -hmm. she's not one of those who like. Mercedes and Mississippi is just too different. Mercedes is the OG, you know. She just stacking it. She really into mentoring these girls. And she like, I'm just tired of the pole. Like, you know, I want to be an example. And, you know, like, I would be upset too. I'm out here shaking, twerking, doing shit that I don't like. And you gonna steal from me? Not every every time I see Miss
0: Patrice, it's on site. On site. And period. Miss Patrice, could get has beat any day. Like, I'ma beat you cause you stole Mercedes money and I'ma beat you cause you a horrible mother. Like, I know for me, my mother, uh, Rena. One day I'ma have Rena on the show so y'all can hear how, how much Rena cuts up. Baby. But Rena, like, Rena, I, I will tell you I don't agree with a lot of stuff that Rena do, but I know Rena ride for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know if my mama got it, I got it. So, to see a mother take from her child and have no remorse about it is just like, I don't care what the relationship is. You did not respect me. So, because you don't respect me, I'm going to whoop your ass. (laughs) And then... Lala brought up um, Keyshawn or Miss Mississippi. Hey. You wanna play the song?
1: That's my girl. Uh, <laughs> y'all need to download the soundtrack. I rock the work every day with it. Crickle
0: at the eye. Crickle the eye. Hump back, hump back, eye.
1: Hey. hey. I'm telling y'all, if y'all were at the work to this, I promise you, I be going through that gate on base, happy as hell. Miss Mississippi, oh my God, like, I loved her up until the final episode, Um, but I'm going to give y'all a breakdown on Mississippi. So Mississippi, um, she's black, Um, she's dating um, a white guy, and he's abusive, and um, she has a baby. She has babies. Yes, but, um, through the season, you only see one, um, the newborn and, you know, she brings the baby to the paint and everybody, it's kind of like a family environment. They help her watch the baby and, you know, they help her, um, deal with, you know, being abusive, um, you know, try to help her to leave the situation, but, um, Miss. Um, Mississippi. Um, you can tell like she's pretty young. But she's um, a
0: really pretty girl and insecure.
1: Yeah. So she's really big on like social media. I mean, um, ever since little murder came into the picture, you know, and Mercedes was supposed to retire, um, she became the bottom bitch of the paint. People was coming to see her. Her pose skills, she's really, really beautiful. But, you know, she's just in this abusive relationship. But, um, we're going to talk about it later. One of my favorite scenes with her. But, like, um, even though she's going through abuse, she still speaks life into people. She still encourages people. Um, she's really sweet. So, Miss Mississippi um, is definitely um, one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites. Not my ultimate favorite, but she is close to being one of my favorites. But the bitch can... The
0: pole, baby, she don't play no games. None. And so... Uh... Miss Mississippi, or Keyshine is her real name. Miss Mississippi is her stage name. But she, like Lala said, is a really pretty girl. She... Can dance her ass off. But she's really insecure. She's in this abusive relationship. And speaking of Lil Murda. Lil Murda is a local rapper. And you know. Everywhere got a local rapper. That's like I'm trying to get on. But you know in our culture. It's either the gays. Will put your music on the map. Or the strip club. Will put your music on the map. And so initially. He wanted his song. He wanted Mercedes to dance to his song on her last night. And she like, I ain't dancing to that. So, of course, he goes to Uncle Clifford and he's like, yo, I need you to get Mercedes to play my song while she dancing. He like, he listened to the song and he was like, ain't nobody gonna dance to this shit. Like, you need to get something that she gonna want to dance to that people gonna want to dance to. You know what I'm saying? So, he told him, get with the DJ in the club to probably come up with some beats or whatever that would give his music some oomph. So, of course, he go back to the drawing board and he come up with a song. And the night that Mercedes was supposed... Like, he kind of jammed his song into the mix like he went to the dj that night and was like play this song when mercedes dancing he the dj like man nah like you can't do that and he like just play it just play it you know what i'm saying but the night mercedes was supposed to dance on her last night um she ended up not showing up because she went to go meet her mama and they got into it and got arrested but So to feel the void of Mercedes not being there, because everybody came to see Mercedes dance, and Mercedes wasn't there, so Uncle Clifford like, who gonna take her spot? Nobody wanted to do it, and finally, Mississippi got the gumption to just be like, yeah, I'ma do this. You know what I'm saying? So she got out there, she showed her ass off, and was like, that song play, she got, like, so many hits on social media about it. She ended up being on, like, world star hip-hop. But uh, uh, some, it was, like, some type of weekly thing that they would do on that website or whatever. But showcasing dancers or whatever. And, you know, it gave him a platform. So in order to get the momentum for him to get the publicity that he needed to get her some publicity, you know... They joined forces and was like we together kinda like, you know, just to to get you them up. A
1: very important part. I'ma
0: get to that part. Okay. I'ma get to that part. But, you know, they joined forces to, you know, basically get the the exposure that they needed. But the background information to little Murder is he is a closeted gay. And I don't necessarily know if his experience with Uncle Clifford was his first experience. But Latrice, you kind of want to. I don't
1: think it was his first experience because remember like towards the uh, second to last episode when he was seen coming out the car with Uncle Clifford and it was like, Whoop whoop! You told me that was your last time or your only time, so I definitely feel like he's gay. But come on now, like, look at how they do Saucy Santana. Saucy Santana is a gay rapper, and Saucy Santana album got some fucking bangers. He got bangers with a lot of people, but like, it never really made playlists. A lot of rappers didn't support it because he is a flamboyantly openly gay man. I'm talking, he wear a face full of makeup, beard, but he got hits, but it just didn't really pop the way it should have, like, I feel like he rapped better than a lot of them mumble rappers like Blueface and the rest of them young rappers, he, he sounds so much better than them, but he just didn't get the support because he, he is truly, um, he's gay. But, um, yeah, um, his story is, it's, I mean, I like how they spoke on it though, like, a lot of people, and his manager even said, like, you gotta pick, you can't have both. So it's like, I feel so bad for him because I feel like he really loves Uncle Clifford, but because he wants to be a rapper, um, he has to pick either following your heart or following your who people want you to be. And I feel like if you look at a lot of celebrities, they're like that. They're leading these lives that they're normally not, but they have to because people expect them to be a certain way.
0: You know, I I definitely think it's unfortunate that people feel that they have to hide parts of themselves just to be famous or whatever. And so in the instance of Lil Murder, like, he is definitely a talented rapper. Like, he has the ability to be somebody big. A lot of people, after that song played while Mississippi was dancing, a lot of people was on his bumper and his manager was able to to get like an actual like a real entertainment person a label person to come and look at him while he performed at the paint on like the final night of the because the paint is in foreclosure and so they was gonna do like one last night let's try and get this money say the paint type business and somebody came out to see him And while they were talking Mississippi and him, uh, Lil Murda, the manager's like, I commanded y'all both. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need real men on my label, blah, 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 blah. And Uncle Clifford show up because Lil Murda told him, like, I think during the show, Lil Murda came to the conclusion, like, men was who he liked. And he actually really liked Uncle Clifford. And Uncle Clifford brought his His own boundaries or walls down. And let that man enter into his life. But Uncle Clifford shows up at this little meeting. And basically. Little Murda kind of shunned him off like. I'm busy. You know. And in the process. Keyshawn baby daddy is in the club that night. He messaging her like. I need to see you. She not responding. So he shows up. Now mind you. Little Murda and. Mississippi is supposed to be quote unquote in a relationship you know so he shows up in the little private room and the man, the label dude is like you know who is that she like oh you know cuz of course she got to sell the the story that they done put out there she like oh he just a fan you know whatever whatever and um um so she like you know, he just a fan, you know, whatever, whatever. So, he kept bothering her. She was like, get the fuck on! Like, I'm busy. So, um, that brings in Diamond. Champagne and- poppy. Woo. Which is the Drake look-alike, but to me, he looks so much better than Drake. I think Drake, per- his person, Drake's personality to me is just lame, and sometimes that personality crosses over into like how you look like so he just looked lame to me
1: oh no but... i can't get
0: up with drake like he was an actor first so the whole degrassi in canada so i don't
1: know with this bang bang shoot him up i just really can't get with it but i do fucks with drake music but diamond <laughs> diamond is one of my favorites I feel like he's the OG champagne poppy. He likes skin. He got a beard, but he rough. And, I mean, I'm kind of biased. He's prior military. So, I like how they touched on that, too. How, like, you know, people go. I mean, me and Crystal, we're both um, active duty military. So, it just touches on how people come and you deploy and you do all this stuff. And, you can see he was battling with a lot of things personally. How, like, they just don't be caring about military who come back. Um, and the things that he's seen and stuff like that. So I, Diamond is like, I feel like he wants to be Keyshawn's savior. He really likes her. They flirt a lot. And like, if she said the word.
0: Baby daddy would be gone.
1: And they, they did get into it in the season. Um, gosh, I'm just gonna, I'll save that for my, my least favorite episode. But, um. Long story short, Diamond is like the bouncer of the club. He that dude who wear... You know, like, in the south, you got that bouncer at the club who don't give a fuck. You can't pay him off. You can't pay him no money. He loyal to the club. He checks, He strapping them in. Y'all not gonna play with him. Like, he said what he said. And you need to be okay with that. And you know when he come through?
0: He gonna come through.
1: Period. Like, he snatching <laughs> up. And I'm here for it. Um, if y'all haven't watched P. Dally, I mean...
0: Y'all need to get into it. I don't know what y'all doing with y'all life. It's it's a good show. And honestly, I can say Stars is really putting out good entertainment. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people may be like, oh, it's stereotypical, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, um, entertainment imitates real life. This is stuff that's going on in real life and it just puts it on display, and I think it's more, com- more so coming from, bless you,
1: Thank it's you. more
0: so coming from, you know, not we trying to exploit it, but we want to put the information out there that this is happening, you know, so. Sorry, y'all. This drink is really hitting, and now I'm hungry, and
1: we've been smoking shisha, so yeah. We trying to order food, but keep it discreet, but Crystal orders all types of wrong, so. And I don't want to share my food when it comes. So I need her order to be right. Who next, though, after? Is Autumn next? Autumn Night. Autumn Night. <laughs> so <laughs> Autumn Night is, um, she's one of my favorites um, because she reminds me so much of me. Um, she's really <laughs> guarded. She's really to herself. And, like, nobody really knows her story unless it's people close to her. But long story short, it looks like Autumn was affected by the floods. And, um, she was in an abusive relationship, and long story short, she just went to escape. Um, her daughter ended up drowning as she tried to escape a man that was abusing her, so she found the pink to start a new life. And upon starting this new life, you know, she chose the name. She went to amateur Night, and, I mean, if you're from the South, you know, every motherfucking week they hold an amateur Night, and bitches come, and they... They do their thing. But Autumn was really like nice. I mean, she's light skinned. She got a nice body and they fucked with her heavy so She um got this alias of Haley and No, her real name, name Haley. is Haley. Haley. What's her alias?
0: Mm, I, I forgot, she yeah, is. but
1: um she's she's the main part of this and um she is a big stripper. Um, but I, I really liked her and how the dynamics with all the girls kind of, um, mixed together. So Autumn is definitely, um, one of my favorites and she's not like a stripper. Like she's actually, you know, she had like a really nice job, but she was able, it it was able to show people how like, Hey, she was facing some rough shit. She wanted to pink. She did what she needed to do so she can just get to her, um, and go.
0: So, I fucked with Autumn Heavy because my girl was resourceful. She She used used what she got to get what she wanted. eh, Make that money, honey. (laughs) Don't let the money make you. (laughs) Always. Always. But, you know, Autumn was very, like, meek and just quiet. So, of course, her and Mercedes didn't necessarily, initially, they did not, you know, mesh well.
1: You gonna cut this order out. (laughs) <laughs>
0: y'all yeah, forgive me Y'all we over here lit Like
1: this drink like <laughs> If y'all need to rewind to the beginning To figure out what's in this drink But um, I'm a Hennessy head And living in England It's I don't know like I've been doing some real Gin and tonics The um, only time I really drink Hennessy Like that is if I had a bad day at work Which is often um, <laughs> Or like if I'm in a club and it's like you know I'm drinking champagne and I really need like an extra boost to go deal with the <laughs> them, then I would get on like Tennessee. But this year it's good because it sneaks up on you. So it's I don't know. And we smoking hookah. Some over here like lit as hell. And it's it's two thirty. Um, two thirty
0: in the afternoon.
1: Yeah. So I'm really ashamed that we over here just lit this. Um, early. This early. And I got shit to do. So it's
0: just looking like we both got stuff to do. It's just shit. not gonna get done. Okay. I who, think my order's good. Who next? So, um, we we still on autumn. We oh, yeah. we moved from autumn. So autumn is like I say, she's really meek, but you can you can tell there's a backstory. She's real mysterious, but you can tell there's a backstory. Her and Mercedes don't necessarily vibe well in the beginning. But after Patrice stole Mercedes' money, um, you know, her and her mother both get locked up. She calls the girls like, hey, I need y'all come bail me out. It's $2,000. They get to the bondsman. The bondsman's like, well, she got, um, you know, she got parking t- oh, like unpaid parking tickets, whatever. So the total end up being like 5,000. They like, oh, we can't help us. So everybody leave. But when it all come down to it, the person that come bail her out, her least favorite person. So she, once she get out, she like, why you bail me out? She like, cause I can help you. So Autumn's plan, because her escape plan during the floods was because she was in an abusive relationship and during the flood she ended up losing her baby and so for restitution baby girl is like I'm gonna get my money you know so she apparently had the information to her ex's bank accounts and she went to you know how you have like a western union or something and you send money to somebody so, she was basically taking... Because I think the max you can take out is 9000 Or with this company that she was using was $9,000. Or, you know, that she could transfer. So, um, it gets to... I guess during the floods, that company was like... You know, in order for people's families to get their money. They are... Trans- you know, allowing unlimited transfers. But once she realized, like, she hit her... I think the company was like, okay... We stop in this unlimited business. You reached your max amount of transfers. So her main reason for getting Mercedes out of jail was to help her get the money out old boy account. So she that's why she ended up bailing Mercedes out of jail. And they basically going through the Delta to different locations. Because, you know, when you move in this type of money... You know out of an account like and you got to use different names because of course you're going to get flat you start taking out so much money so they got some fake IDs they start you know going to different locations withdrawing the money whatever ultimately she and they ended up withdrawing $250,000 about an old boy account so of course he's looking for her anyway you know because he see all these withdrawals coming out his account whatever so, the hood, the ex is looking for her. He goes to the... Because I guess her first withdrawal was actually in Lisa. So, he goes to the Chukalisa police like, I'm looking for my wife, you know, whatever, whatever. So, the police is like, give us a picture. We'll put, put up a, you know, find this person type of poster around town. So, um... This guy lives across the street from Mercedes. You can tell that they both like each other, but you know, Mercedes is like, I'm not I'm not dating right now. I'm about this, you know, I'm about my business. This dude is off, you know, out from jail, whatever. So while he's out and about, he sees this poster, this person, I guess he grabs it. On the last night of the pink, he sends this little kid to the club looking for Mercedes, give her the picture. Because, of course, don't nobody know what Adam Knight's real name is. Mm-hmm. So, he give her this picture, and she like, what? what is this? You know, but I guess she kind of put two and two together. So, while she's out, you know, walking the club or whatever, this man, you know, she because she one of those people, she can spot a person with money. So she like, oh, he got money. I'm trying to get this money. So she goes over to him and she's trying to dance. He like, nah, I'm looking for a certain someone. So, you know, at this point, Mercedes and Autumn night is like aces. So she goes and gets Autumn. And when Autumn see him, you know, she kind of frees up because the ex done found her, So they go into this, special room, and he, you know, they talking like, I need this Baby, money. that's the champagne room. That's all the the daddies with dollars go. So, they in the champagne room, and he's like, where's my money? So, basically, in a nutshell, it really sounds like he don't, he want her, but he really want his money first, and then he'll take her. You know, so when Mercedes, Mercedes gets this picture, because she gets the poster after they go off into the champagne room. So, when she gets this picture, she put two and two together like, that's, this man is her ex, apparently. I need to go save her. So, she goes into the, you know, she goes, she goes get some bottles or whatever. She like, oh, these bottles is included in the room, and you get a two-for-one up in here tonight. You know what I'm saying? So, that you know, this is the kind of like the plan to get her out the room. So... Somehow it comes out That he is who he is And he like I want my money Get me my money So Autumn is like okay I All the money is here I'ma get you your money You know whatever So He like I'ma let you leave But she gotta stay So he basically holding a, Cause I think it was a, a gun mm-hmm. He holding a gun to Mercedes Like if you don't come back with my money She gone So of course First response is like, I'm about to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> like, fuck everybody. So, she put on her clothes. She happened to car, like, I'm out of here. But then, her conscience kick in and she like, nah, I gotta save my girl. So, she gets all the money. She goes back to the room and she like, you know, here's all the money. It's all here. Diamond, all of this is being caught on video. So, cause you know, they got cameras in this room. So, because honestly, of course, ain't no sex supposed to be exchanged in the club. So, if anything inappropriate happens, you know, it can be viewed and somebody can come in and stop it. So, during this whole exchange, this whole situation, it's been noticed that some shady shit is going on in this room. But nobody is available to get to the room and save them. So, finally, Uncle Clifford sees what's going on. He, He gets to this room and... In the end somebody gets shot so of course outside of mercedes nobody knows about this money the bank is in the process of getting like the mayor somehow took it from foreclosed status to like it's up for auction and if you ain't got the money right here and now at the auction you not gonna get this location you can't get this property but the underlying Thing with this property is that you're going to they trying to bring a casino. And if y'all know in that area, like the Biloxi, Mississippi area or whatever, like it's casino land. You y'all, know what I'm casino saying? Casino
1: is life. I graduated from I did my last two years in Natchez, Mississippi. And baby, when I tell y'all the casino was life, I mean So many jobs was bought into the area, but like people relied on that money because people would travel from all over Mississippi to come down there
0: and and work. Yeah, work, you gamble, you and the buffets be on point. (laughs) 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 I'm
1: telling y'all like coming from Chicago down there, it was just a different um experience, but Chequalisa reminds me of Natchez, but like we just didn't have a strip club. So, hell yeah. The casino was
0: <laughs> big money. So, the developer is bidding on this location. Because everybody is thinking, don't nobody got no money but this developer, you know, to get this location. So, the max, the developer was able to bid on this location was like $200,000. So, you know, he start they start the bidding off low, whatever. So, then Autumn... So, like I said, somebody gets shot up in the champagne room. And I'm like, oh, who gets shot? So, because Mercedes ain't seen yet. We see Uncle Clifford at the at the auction. But then, so it's just like, oh, did Mercedes or Autumn get killed? You know, whatever. So Autumn shows up in all white. The savior and right. So if y'all ever watch Scandal, y'all know Olivia Pope's thing was the white hat. And, you know, just dress real sophisticated, nice like. That's how Autumn showed up with the white cape on. You know what I'm saying? She's like, I'm here to stay today. So they bid and he like, 200 is the max I can go. The mayor is like, You need to bid, be bid, bid. Because be part of his campaign was, I'm about to bring jobs to our city. I'm about, you know, to our town. I'm about to, you know, get us out of our economic crisis, you know, whatever. So he's like, really pushing this developer to, to get this, this land. So at the end of the day. She went, oh, she went up to 250 And the developer. Low key the developer and Autumn had a thing. So he had two things conflicting. One. He didn't have authorization. To be over the 200000 But then also. You know of course he got feelings for Autumn. So he low key let her take it. And was just like. He'll just deal with the backlash at the end of the situation. So um, she ended up buying the pink. So they got to keep the strip club. Apparently, the casino did not happen. And, you know, next season, we'll see how Autumn and Uncle Clifford work. Cause she, like, you work for me now. <clears throat>
1: she said, yeah, I owed you a favor. Now you owe me. Hmm.
0: Thanks. So, if I had to say what my favorite episode was. I think for me, it would just have to be the episode where Patrice and her mama get into it. Because you could just tell Patrice was on some other stuff. And I think it would, like to me, it's just one of those things like, yeah, you my mother. But at the end of the day, like, you need to respect me. And I think... Kids always have some type of undying loyalty for their parent. You know what I'm saying? And then just in this instance, it's just like you did me wrong for the last time. Like I apparently I really needed to show you like you not the you're not about to play with me. So to me, that'd be my favorite episode. Um, because it just shows like regardless of who you are to me, you can still get it. So that was my favorite episode. What was yours? Um,
1: my favorite episode was um, I believe it was the one right before the last, um, when Mississippi and Lil Murda, uh, she was hyping him up to go on stage. I really liked how she was speaking life into him and she was encouraging him to go for his goals. And I mean it just takes me back to black women. Like they're always there supporting and motivating. And even through her own trials and her tribulations, like she still was pushing him to be the the best that he could be. So that was um, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I think that was my, my favorite. Because so much had happened in that episode too. It was just the cliffhangers was sending me. But I feel like a lot of people kind of came into their own in that um, In that one episode, you know, overcoming their fears and just going forward, just trying to have like a better life.
0: I agree. I think it was definitely, um, you know, it just shows how when you band together, how you can make stuff happen and being there for somebody else, even though you got your own stuff going on. You know, I think we all get caught up in like, well, I got this going on, I got this going on, I can't be no saver ho today, you know, whatever. But, you know, when it's all said and done, I think we all have a conscience and, it, a conscience, and it's just like, I got to help this person. Regardless of if I want to or not, this person needs my help and I have the means to help them. Whether that is financially, motivationally, you know. And like Lala said... It's, at the end of the day, it's the, the black woman that was pushing and encouraging this man to be great. and Which is one thing I think, you know, society, you know, they say a black woman is the most disrespected person in America. And I can agree. Like sometimes black women don't get the credit that they deserve. And so this was just showing you. You know, in a strip club, everybody needs encouragement. Everybody ain't out here just looking to to get like of course the goal is to get the money. Like this is how I support myself. But at the end of the day, I'm better than this this strip life. You know, it's something out, something else out there for me and I'm trying to get to it. So, I think, you know, and I in pop culture, strip stripping is like the the champagne life. You know, you see all this money getting thrown at these women, you know, people like Black China. You see how they done came up, you know, up out the strip club. And it it can be an envious lifestyle, but in the same token, you just never know what somebody got going on behind closed doors. And I think this show just sheds light on that. So I think we kinda already said who our favorite character was. What you think? You, you say it's Mercedes. Oh, gosh.
1: um, Damn, that's so hard. I think overall, my favorite character would have to be Uncle Clifford. And then second would have to just be Mississippi. Up until the
0: last episode, I was really fucking with her heavy. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to give y'all the last episode. Y'all got part of it. But y'all didn't get. I didn't give y'all the whole part. So, that just means y'all really need to go and watch this show. Like, if what we was talking about, like, pulled you in, like, go get it, watch it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I think I mentioned my favorite character, of course, was Mercedes. I feel like she is a strong woman not only trying to get herself up out of her current situation, which is being a stripper, but encouraging other people to be better than a stripper and not to look down on stripping, but like Lala said, stripping ain't something you can do for the rest of your life. And so I think it's important, especially with the type of money that they, they can pull in, is just use your resources to get you where you need to be, um, which is, you know, how I feel about my current job. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily my ideal job or career, but I feel like it's setting me up to do certain things or other things in my life, like funding my business on the side or giving me work experience or knowledge that I might not have gotten if I didn't work where I work. So, you know, just using what you got to get what you want. So... Ow, you know, it's not a plug <laughs> but it's a plug Um
1: if you're looking for waste beads sage and crystals <laughs> it's untamedbeauty.com but yeah I mean I don't know I just like it because it was a true portrayal of this is the life and people say like oh it's just bad things but this is real life there are people who rely on sex work to get their jobs to make their bills to pay money um, take care of their family yeah and I feel like Only in America do they make a a frown about it because when I go to Amsterdam, you know, sex work is, is, it's a job. It's legal, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a job. And I think that's one thing I like about it. It just showed that, you know, everybody's life is different. Everybody is not after the same thing. And y'all judging women and y'all don't even know half of them women don't even be fucking. They come in there, they dance, they get their money, and they fucking go. No, it's not the best line of work, but for some people, it's work. Mm-hmm. There's art in pole dancing, you know? Like, you just don't go and you jump on the pole. Like, there is it's gymnastics. it's strength in that, so. Upper body strength that I ain't got. <laughs> so I fucks with it. I mean, I just like it because it's a gritty and it's a true tale. And all of the producers for uh, this season were women. And um, I like it. Like they just portrayed a story of women and men grinding and making their money and being true to themselves. And I mean, I love our stories, especially when it's told by people that look like us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, you can't help but to to fuck with it. It's not they're not gl- they're not glamorizing stripping. A lot of them don't want
0: to be there, you know, but they showing like. Like, a lot of them was using the money that they was getting to put themselves through school, nursing school, college. You know, Mercedes was using her money to get her dance school up for, ch- for young girls. You know what I'm saying? So
1: Remember when Uncle Clifford, um, he was getting on the secretary, and he was like, she used to be my bottom bitch, you know, mm-hmm. and she was working for the mayor. It just showed how they was just using stripping as a stepping to stone to yeah. get to where they're I mean, if you can't respect that, no matter what you believe, if you can't respect women grinding and making money to make
0: their dreams come true, then I mean I guess you a hater. Hater. So, you know, go ahead, check the episode out. I think we already kind of gave a couple final words. So, and Lala has already kind of put a little shameless plug in for her waste bees business like she wasn't gonna get the opportunity. So, if you wanna go ahead and Talk about your ways, bees. Go ahead, girl. Well, since you mentioned it.
1: So. so yeah, so um the military has afforded me so many um opportunities and classes. But um in January of this year, I started my own business. Um I think I talked about it on like one of the first was I your first I was her you first, was guest. The first. guest. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes, my business has grown um like crazy. So it's it's com. I sell waste beads sage and crystals. I'm um, beginning in a new year I'm gonna kind of take a step back from crystals and it would just be really just sage um, And waste beads, but I'm black owned um, all my business. Um, I get my waste beads from Nigeria and Ghana um, I've been able to put from the business that I made like my counterparts in Africa have been able to buy more storefronts to um, expand their business so I'm really I'm um, excited about that. So um, take a look, refer a friend. Um, I'm also offering wholesale now. So if there's anybody who's interested in starting their business, get at me. Um, but I would say just go for it. At this point, um, I was so scared to start my business. Like I'll never forget, I launched my business January 19th, and me and Crystal had just left like lunch, um, in town, and it was just so random. But um, that month I did like. 2k and every month since then i've been doing between like 4 and 5k a month and during the pandemic so don't be afraid um just get up there and start i mean even crystal she started her podcast and she's been doing crazy 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 numbers so go ahead and just i feel like this year if 2020 ain't taught you nothing it's just go for it take a risk take a chance yes you may fall you may fail but it's only going to help you. And there's so many people out there that's less talented than you that's doing it. And because they just had faith. And in the words of Madame CJ Walker, they made the best marketer win. Facts.
0: Period. So I will say, um, you know, starting a podcast is not the easiest. I mean, it's fun. I enjoy it. I am love it. I love it. You know, I'm appreciative that I was because a lot of this, you know, I'm not making money off of this. So I am spending and putting a lot of money into this um, as far as just equipment, you know, paying monthly fees to have a website or, you know, paying for somebody to put all my links into one place or paying for, you know, advertisement. You know what I'm saying. Like this is all stuff that I'm funding myself, but I enjoy it. It's my. It's a labor of love for me, and so I definitely say get out there if you want to start a business. You know, do it. And one of the things that I have realized, and I list, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and so I know I've talked about insecure on this show and if you know Yvonne Orgy she has a podcast and it's called um her Yvonne Orgy and Lovey um I forget her name but they have a podcast and it's called Jesus and Jalos, and her name is Lovey Ajayi and so they have a podcast they're nice they basically are you know of nigerian descent and they speak about their journey about getting into the entertainment business levy has a blog um she's written a book she's a new york best time seller yvonne orgy is a um actress on insecure as her breakout role and you know just the message that they put out there is that they weren't the best but they just stuck with it and so you know, you may not be the best at doing what you doing or doing what you love or whatever, but stick with it. You know, you can definitely reap some benefits. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow, but it can happen for you. You just got to stick with it. And so um, I think that's the important, one of the important lessons to take from P Valley is that, you know, your success might not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. But you are working towards something and can be great. And you can be great. So, you know, that's my take on it. I thank y'all for tuning in as always. If you have any questions, you can email me at with Cocoa pie at gmail.com. You can message me on Instagram at Kikian with Coco. I have a page on Facebook and Instagram with the same name, Kikian with Coco. I have my I'm Black 258 t-shirts, so go on the website Kikian with Coco Podcast.com. Get you a t-shirt. I'm also about to drop some more t-shirts in different colors with the I'm Black 25 So, stay tuned for that. And as always, I appreciate you guys' support. And thank y'all for tuning in. So, bye. Ciao.